Welcome to the Rams Writer Podcast. Tight angle, cross to Pearson, Pearson scores! Stephen Pearson scores for Derby County! Wisdom, it's right! For Scythe, heads on goal. It's looping. It's yeah! in! <laughs> it's, it's Craig for Scythe with a looping header at the back post. Sibley shoots across goal. Yeah! He scored! Louis Sibley in the 90th minute. The goal we wanted has come. Hello, welcome back to the Rams Writer podcast. Simon Long and Chris Holt here. As always, Chris, mate, you're back. Did you have a good time in Sweden? Good evening, Simon. I did. Uh, in good old good old Sweden. Good Sweden. You sure it went? I, see, I said it was Ikea. You're, <laughs> so I stopped at a place called Sogital. I beg your pardon? <laughs> that, exactly. And it's, it, it, it's spelt very strange as well. It's... um. It's a town about 30 kilometers south of Stockholm. And I was there for the Scania Cup for just short of a week. And uh, yeah, phenomenal. Always enjoy it. Nice. How many Swedish meatballs did you have? Every day. Did you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a veg man, to be honest. No, I'm not you know, a meatball away, me. Yeah, I'm quite picky. So <laughs> it, was, it was pretty much meatballs or fish. And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. The Swedes could teach us a few things. They're, they're cooking. So just, just a brief history of the tournament. All the parents cook, and, yeah. and there's a big restaurant for all the players. Like, bear in mind, you've got 184 teams to cater for, various age groups, uh, boys and girls, men and women. And um, all the locals and the parents just all gather together in this restaurant, and they cook for everybody. And it's just like mass-produced food, but at an incredible level. And I'll tell you what. IKEA's meatballs are good, but proper Swedish meatballs are absolutely insane, amazing. <laughs> oh, I love a good, I love a good Swedish. I love a good Swedish meatball. I don't know what it is though, but you go to IKEA, like so we go there, like sometimes, like you're going to going to go do a bit of food shopping, like you want your tea. You go there, going, I don't really know if I want anything from IKEA. I'm just going to go, but you could go in there buy like a tea light, but you guarantee you're going to either to the restaurant. You're not leaving it, in, or you go to the counter, and you're not leaving until you've had like some Swedish meatballs, a donut, and one of the like cheap drinks that you get, like Coke or lemonade or whatever it is. You can't help it. That is true. Well, the only IKEA I know of is the one, obviously, towards Gilbrook, and you've got that little alleyway as you go in. Yeah, takes you straight into the restaurant, and if you miss it, oh, you're buggered. Yeah, and you're, you're 35 minutes later before you get to it. It's funny though. It's like a school restaurant, isn't it? You go, you walk around with your tray and a trolley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mad. It's it's the same in Sweden, mate. It's still the same, but uh, yeah, wonderful people. It was really weird because when we when we landed, there was ice everywhere, was and uh, there wasn't a cloud in the sky, so you could literally watch where the hotel was. It it um, had the river in front. Yeah, and you could watch the river literally freeze over. Like some of the games I wasn't getting back from till sort of half 11 in the evening and then would have assessments and nominations for the following day. And you could literally watch the the river freeze over to about minus eight, minus nine. 
Mm. And then in the morning, you could watch it gently melt. And then because it wasn't a cloud in the sky, it was going to about eight degrees by 11 or 12 o'clock. So it was it was really weird. You're sort of living in two seasons. You're sort of living in winter at night, yeah, yeah. And living in spring during the day. It's a beautiful country. I highly recommend it. Right. There you go, guys. If you want there it, you go. Sweden. And Sweden. that's the and that's the Swedish tourist board giving a plug. <laughs> well, that's the travel <laughs> onto the sport. <laughs> <laughs> onto the sport, yeah. So originally, I was going to we were obviously we did say we'll try and get this done on Monday uh, after the Easter games. Obviously, a, a two 0 win away from uh, at Forest Green, and then a a one 0 draw to Milton Keynes. But due to um, a problem in my plumbing, not mine personally, that sounds a bit wrong, but. An, an issue I had due to a child of mine pulling the shower out of the wall I had to suspend it but all is fixed all is well um, yeah so Chris two games two very different performances two very different results I felt Forest Green we were shocking I didn't think we were great at all but we got the win uh, and I thought do you know we, like, we, do, we do the score prediction like every week never ever get it right Maybe get the result right, but not the actual score. I thought we, you know, Collins obviously scored a penalty after a minute. I thought that's it, one nil job done. James Collins, I'm gonna have my prediction right, absolutely spot on. And then obviously McGoldrick, is that his first goal away from Pryor Park? McGoldrick's, yeah. Um, I'm well, pretty sure. I'm pretty you know sure. What? I think you might be right. He doesn't because I know people go he doesn't score away from home. You always say it doesn't score away from home. He doesn't score away from home, does he? Yeah, he, uh, he has done. Um. And to be honest, Forest Green looked dire. Yeah, you can see why the bottom of the league put it that way. Yeah, well, when we scored that first goal, mm. I thought it was game over as well because Forest Green um, have never come back from a goal behind this season. And then I was looking at their stats, and uh, yeah, they 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 capitulate as soon. If you score first against them, it's very rare that uh, mm. they uh, come good. So yeah, I just thought I just thought it was a really poor game. <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, they didn't really capitulate against us. We, uh, we just we were just weren't good. We weren't at the races. We just say there was bits that were good, but it was just yeah, like it's a boring game to watch. Um. Forest Green, like it felt like it was that old cliche. Don't let them bring you down to their level, and I felt they did. Yeah, I wouldn't like to have to do a thirty-minute seminar on that game. <laughs> no, I struggled doing thirty seconds, let alone thirty minutes. Yeah, I'll, I'd be struggling. <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously, Emma Goldrick scored late. Um, I won two 0 You think okay, jobs are good and tough. Well, it's not even a tough place to go, but it's it's a win. And you think got a win on the board, win away from home. On to MK Dons. Um, MK Dons then. That, for me, for maybe 60 minutes, was probably the best performance I've seen football-wise all season. I thought we were unbelievable. Unplayable at times, I think. I I generally felt that we were unplayable. MK Dons, especially that first half, did not know what to do with us. Uh, I think we we created we had twenty one shots. However, we did the Derby County thing and we dominate the game and concede again and end up drawing. And it just it brings you back down again. 
you just think we're up there, we're going to head into the playoffs, finish Easter in the playoffs, and then we can see the sloppy goal. Four defending. Um, and it's just... I, I, we still created chances after that goal, though. But we just can't seem to find the net, Chris, can we? I said to uh, a colleague of mine in good old Sweden that he was an MK Dons fan. Was he? Yeah, he was. And um, he was telling me about the Dons, how they hold back, sit back a mm. lot. And uh, they have a pretty good record this last three or four games, uh, getting draws and being defensive-minded and coming from behind twice. Mm. The previous two games of Derby, they come from behind twice and got respectable draws. I think he said, I, I, I want to say Wickham or Portsmouth, but I may be wrong. Um, look, I just thought Derby lost their concentration over a potential shout for a penalty. Right. Um, yeah, before we get... So the penalty then, which one are you on about? The first one or the second one? Because the, the handball, at the time, I did think that's handball. And it was a handball. Looking back at the replay, it was Collins's hand. It was the, the, the I'm referring to the decision around the 60th minute mark. The night, the night one. Yeah. Because yeah. I just thought Derby completely lost concentration. Mm. Um, they got distracted by a moment in the game. And I just thought that... And also, when that happened, I don't know if you noticed, MK Dons changed shape and went to a, almost like a flat back five. Yeah. And they basically nullified anything that was coming down the wings. Mm. And basically said to Derby, you've got to come down the middle. But well, we can't we can't play down the middle. Derby haven't played down the middle all season. No. No, we can't. Um, but yeah, that I, I think you're right. I, I think it was a case of we've tried, we've tried, we've tried, we've had that many shots, we've had that many chances, we just can't find the net. We get a chance for a penalty not given. Uh, at, when, at first look, I went. That's got to be a penalty. Not given. Look back at the replay, and it just felt like it was a one of their. He, he, the, don't get me wrong. The defender does make a little bit. It gives him a bit of a nudge, but not. I don't think it was substantial enough to be a penalty. If if it happened against us, I probably would have been saying that's never a penalty. It, it was one of them. But I mean, don't you just hate the phrase "I've seen it given" because they yeah. shouldn't be given. They shouldn't be given. Therefore, well, that phrase I've seen it given should never exist. But we should have scored. Let's be honest. I, I will. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go. We're going to talk about. I was going to talk about the three-five-two formation, but because we're on about the penalty, I'm going to talk about Jason Knight. I have said time again about he brings energy, but nothing else. The situation he got himself in was a fantastic ball by Conor Horihan, who I felt was man of the match in that game. I know Barker gave it to Aaron Cashin because I don't think he knows any other players because every week it's Aaron Cashin. He had no defending, barely any defending to do. How can he be given man of the match? I Watch agree. the game. You know what I mean? So I think Sean well, Barker's his agent. It, it must be. He really must be because yeah, he gives him man of the match every week. For me, there was a lot, but Mendes Lang probably had a shout. Connor Horahan for me. Best game I've seen him playing a Derby shirt. Um, Collins, again, ran his arse off. Not, unlucky not to score in the first few minutes, hit the post. Uh, Hayden Roberts, again, another solid performance from him. The list goes on, but yeah. Anyway, but yeah, going on to Jason Knight. Obviously, I've said time time, time again about 
Yeah, he does bring energy, but as a midfielder, he needs to bring more. Everybody raves about him. You know, a couple of seasons ago, oh, he's a 10 million pound player there. No, he's not. Um, you look at how they got in that situation. It's Conor Horahan, great ball from the wing, over the top of, as you say, the back five. Knight's in. He's one-on-one with the keeper, and his touch lets him down. Had he taken a, a, fir- a good first touch there, he's in and he's scoring. But what he did, he messed his touch up, panicked, and went, oh, no, what do I do now? Felt the contact from the defender and went down, which is what he does in the middle of the pitch. In the middle of the pitch, he gets them um, eight times out of ten. He gets a foul there. For me, Jason Knight lacks a football in brain, which is why he's still at Derby County. And he's not gone to a Premier League team, a championship club, because... Let's let's look at it this way then. You look at the players from our academy that have gone, the likes of Dylan Williams, Kay Gordon, Liam Delap, all gone for cheap because Premier Leagues have gone, yeah, you know what? Let's take a punt on them. I've never seen a play a men's game, but they look that they've got potential. You look at Ebioe, Ebersele, both of them had one season, well, half a season, or you know what I mean, with us. Crystal Pius went free, we'll take a chance on him. Ud- uh, on Ebioe, Udinese went. Yeah, he's quick. We'll take a chance on Ebersele. You look at Knight, you look at Bird, you look at Sibley. They've all been in and around that first team now for three years. They're still at Derby County. That speaks volumes to me. The only people that we've sold from our academy that have played, have gone, I believe, have gone and playing regularly at a higher level is Jaden Bogle and Max Lowe. You could say Will Hughes to an extent. Yeah, but obviously that was... I'm on about in this new breed of academy players that was brought okay. through. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that was brought, yeah, but even there, people moaned about Will Hughes only being sold for four million. Yeah, but that's he had a year left on his contract, didn't he? He's not going to be worth anything more than that. And it, it, for me, it just goes to show that what I've said before... Maybe not, I probably haven't said it on here, but we as fans have basically been propagandized into thinking that our academy players are these amazing, amazing players, when in reality, they're in League One. Or they've gone on freeze to Premier League teams, but Ebioe, he played a few minutes under um, Patrick Vieira at Crystal Palace. Not really had a sniff, though, uh, since the World Cup. Ebiseli, again, started... He's not had that actually had that many games, if you look, uh, for Udinese. You know what I mean? So they were never, ever going to get us promoted out of this league. And it, it just... It grates me that, that you know, we, we've, it feels like we've been led to believe that these players were amazing academy products, but none of them have gone forward. None of them, have, I don't think, vastly improved. Am I being a bit harsh here, or have I got a point? Well, it's interesting you bring up the subject of academy products and their successes as players. Um, If you look at the team that finished the game against MK Dons, Mm. and you look at the substitutions, so the team that finished was Wildsmith, Rooney, Cashin, Roberts. So let's start the back three. Rooney, Cash, and Roberts. What's their average age? About 19. 19, 20, give or take. 
And then the midfield was uh, Mendes Lang, Max Bird, Harvey White, and Louis Sibley. <laughs> What's the average age? Well, apart from Mendes Lang, you're looking at probably about 20, 21. Yeah. And then obviously you had Dobbin come up top for Collins. Yeah. 18, so, 19 and 2. He, he, Paul Warren took off Smith, Hurrihan, who I thought Hurrihan was absolutely outstanding. And why he took him off, to me, when he was pinging in those balls of quality, you need to get Fozzie or Curtis up top. Curtis mm. has done it numerous times before. I remember being 2 0 down at Reading. Do you remember he scored the oh, equalizer? Yeah, header? yeah. We had obviously uh, Kazim scored and then. Yeah, then he scored that. that. Unbelievable. What Thunderbolt. A Thunderbolt for header. Unbelievable. The team. Um, and then he took off Collins and Barkhouse. He took off four of the most experienced guys on there. Mm. And, you know, I I'm, I'm all for chasing a win. Don't get me wrong. But there, there's, there's, there's ways and means of doing it. You know, we weren't being overrun. No. We were just frustrated at the fact that we'd let them back in with, let's be honest, individual errors again. You yeah, look yeah. at Mendes Lang's defending was poor. You look at the fact that he got to that point prior to that, which I think was Knight's fault with his marking. Yeah. Um, it was individual errors and, and lack of concentration. Like I said, they got distracted from potential refereeing decisions. Yeah. Well, I just would have thought that common sense would have been we we weren't being pressed, we weren't being pressured. Put on Curtis up top. Fozzie can play, you know, he's a good header of the ball. Just basically keep launching the crosses over and sooner or later someone's going to get... But when, you, when you've got an average height of about five foot seven at the end <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. game, let's be honest. You're not going to get a goal. I think the tallest player on the pitch when the game finished was probably cashing at 5'11". I don't know, maybe McGoldrick was still on there. McGoldrick again missed a, a back post header. Yeah, yeah. It was not... very, very, very similar to the uh, one at... Uh... Is it Ipswich or uh, he's, he's not known for his he's not known for his heading prowess though is he? No, but that's two he's putting the side net in there. But but it just surprised me looking at you know, you talk about going back sorry, we digress, but going back no, to no, the point about it. Academy players, they were they were on there, they had twenty minutes, should we say right, Sibley only had say eight or nine minutes, but predominantly they had twenty minutes to go on there, White, Dobbin, Bird to change the game and and, and they they didn't bring anything new. Jason Knight is always going to be a point of discussion because of you've got to you've got to get a scales, haven't you? And mm. have the pro scale on the left, yeah, which yeah. is his energy, his work rate, mm. his enthusiasm, mm. and then on the other scale you've got his finishing, mm. his game management, mm. his passing ability, which isn't great. No. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like in the game, his passing, I think he he, he did do some neat little one twos with um with Mendes Lang and and got McGoldrick and Collins etc. I think there's there what you know I'm not slating him or anything like this. I'm just and he did play that ball. It was I'm pretty sure it was Knight that played the ball through to Mendes Lang for the one on one that he spooned at the keeper. But I just I just felt in that moment if that is a McGoldrick that's receiving that ball. That that's that's two 0 That's game over. With Knight, you just felt it, it. It it it. He's got the energy, like you say. He's got the energy. He's got the enthusiasm that he's still running and he's working great. But those are the moments that make you from an average player to a good player. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Those those are them moments. You know, I I go back to the like someone like Connor Chaplin. If he's played through then, 
obviously Ipswich, if he's played through there, he's taking that down and scoring in two touches. And that's what's that's what frustrates me about. I think maybe it's a lack of balance in our in, in our midfield. I look at I know we brought this up a couple of weeks ago, but you look at that 13 14 midfield of either Thorne, Eustace, Hendrick, Hughes, Bryson, a multitude of them, any three out of them five, you know, you, well, you know, you look at that, that there, you're going to have either Hughes or, uh, sorry, Eustace or Thorne in the holding role, potentially Hughes, um, that are going to break up play. They're going to then dictate from the, from the middle of the park. You're then going to have the likes of either Hendrick, Hughes or Bryson running forward, getting into box and scoring goals. That was Craig Bryson. That's a goal. He's scoring that. We we just haven't got that talent that they had anymore in our midfield. You you look at our midfield. Smith, great. He'll he'll break up your play. That's fine. Horahan probably ain't going to break up the play, but when he's on form, he'll find a pass. He'll always find a pass, and he can score. And he has proven that he, he can score this. You know, he's, he's what's he got eight, seven, eight goals this season there. But it's his assists that are, 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 are his main talking point. You see, I've Bird's not going to get your goals. Knight's not going to get your goals. Sibley, he'll get you. You know, he get you a thunderbolt every every five games or something. But it's not consistent enough. To to me, with Jason Knight, I think no one's ever actually took him under their wing and 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 actually spent quality one-to-one mm. time on 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 molding a, a position that's a very uh, good shout and a type of player so if it was me with my coach's head on i would look to mold him like um and then go to kante or 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 a rice who yeah, yeah. has that energy to burst and break up play but simplifies everything else. As soon as yeah. Angola Kante has won the ball, you don't see him running 25 yards with the ball. Mm. Uh, Makaleli, Claude Makaleli, probably the best, probably one of the greatest ever to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what ne- I mean? Just since... ne- ne- never left the Chelsea half, did he? <laughs> no, but but you could never beat him. So effective. So effective because he had that turn of pace mm. to, to break up uh, a, a transition. Um win the ball and he just distributed five yards. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't think he ever I think his passing range was five to ten max. Yeah. I mean that that's all it could need is for him to have that coach that goes, right, this is the midfield I want you to be. You've got the energy, you've got this, you've got that. You know, I want you to be a, a midfielder that scores goals. Plays box to box, scores goals. Right. So what we're going to do individually, I'm going to have you doing shooting practice. I'm going to have you doing first touch. And like you say, I agree with you there. I do not think he's had that one-to-one coaching. He, maybe he had it under Koku because I think under Koku he was brilliant. Same with same with Max Bird. Max I Bird think, was under, well, I, for me. Philip Koku. I, I still personally believe that had, given had he been given time and not been forced out by Rooney and Etel, we won't go into that. Then there was a there was going to be he could have molded a decent squad out of them players if it had the time and you know a little bit of money, but he wasn't given that. So now it's obviously new manager, new manager, new manager. We've got he's gone well. He's gone. They've, these academy lads have gone from a manager or a coach that knows how to get the best out of young players to Wayne Rooney, who has no management experience at all, a coach and Liam Rossini, a coach that's got his badges can talk a good game to obviously Liam Senior, who is trying to, you know, had to 
fix a big hole <laughs> by buying a whole squad of players. So obviously Paul Warren, who is not the biggest fan of young kids and prefers players in their prime. I think what I will say, uh, defending Jason Knight slightly, is that he's never, you know, he's a young lad. He's never been in a season with Derby County in his career that has been stable. Yeah, that's true. So he, he came in, I believe, under Koku stroke Rooney, didn't he? I don't think he made he, his debut before. He came on under Koku. Yeah. He he made his. I don't. Did he, did he did he make his? No, he didn't make his debut against uh, Charlton. I think he came on a few couple of subs appearances. He started against Charlton Athletic at home, bagged a brace, and won us the game. And he became then obviously a consistent sort of figure in yeah. midfield. Then, but he's never been in a team or a season where there has been no diversity or issues regarding the football club. Let's be honest. COVID. <laughs> his first season was cut short. Well, we had the COVID bit, didn't we? Yeah. Then we had the Koku sacking and Rooney coming yep. in, playing, playing, a different, playing a different team, different formation every week. Then the AFL. Then the, obviously admin and all that shit. So this, and obviously now, again, I'd hardly call this season stable. It's a, st- it's a season of stabilisation, but nowhere near stable. And it, and it may be the same next year where we have a little bit of leniency given towards us and a little bit of uh, EFL support because of the the business plan, but it could be it could be two years down the line before you see Jason Knight if he's still in a Derby uniform actually in a stable team. Like I, I do think there is a brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, this is me as a fan. I'm not, you know, I, I do like Jason Knight, but I'm just pointing out things yeah. he needs to work on. But he, because I do think he can become a, a really good midfielder. But he's been he's he's been thrown in at a point where yeah, Koku needed energy in the team because it was very lethargic. It was lovely football and it was patient football, mm. but it wasn't exactly energized, was it? And no. I think people were saying how slow and mundane it was. And I think Knight was plucked out of the academy because of exactly that. Yeah, he then went under the scrutiny of the fact that. Rooney needed to change everything that Koku had, had, had done. Mm. So he had to undo it and bring his own style in. I just think he's just been in the he's been in the right place the wrong time. At the wrong time. And I think will he get the possibility of being in the right place at the right time? I think the transfer window this summer will be very, very interesting. Because we spoke about Jason before and I'm still not convinced he will be here at the end of July. I you know what? I I, I agree with you. I, I think a championship club will take a punt on him. And I think that could be one of the best things for his career. It's the same with Max Bird. I was it, it was interesting to see that um Warren dropped him for the MK Dons game. I thought that was uh but I actually thought the midfield of Smith, um who was it, Smith? Smith, Horahan, and why have I forgotten the uh, night? I actually thought there was quite a good balance in there because you had Smith as a, the holder. You know, he was breaking up play. Coming, I thought he did well to come and receive the ball. He was coming back, receiving the ball off the uh, of the defence, giving it to Horahan. You've got Knight in there with the energy. And I think what that did, it, it sort of gave Horahan a bit of more, a bit more room and a bit more time on the ball to pick his pass, to pick his, you know, to to you know to to dictate things. 
and we and that's why I think we saw the best of him. But we just can't score, and that's the problem. That's becoming an issue. When we went on that unbeaten run, we had no issue scoring, and I wouldn't say defense was great. Yeah, we got obviously what well, we had twenty. Is it sixteen? 16 clean sheets, 20 clean sheets this year, something like that. We've had plenty of them, all basically through that run. But if we did concede a goal, so what? We knew we knew the likelihood is we're going to score. Now the issue is we can't score. And we oddly enough, when we made them signings, um, a gentleman called Ian Redford, you might see him on Twitter, very, very intelligent man. He gets a lot of criticism off our fans because he says basically how it is. And sometimes, you know, he's not frightened to put out, you know, something that might sound negative. But he put, I wish I still had the text off him. Um, But when we signed all those players, he basically listed the stats of the players we signed. They went, where are the goals coming from? Because Collins hadn't scored in so however many, or had only scored so many goals in so many games. But Goldrick, same. Horahan, Smith not scored in five years, Mendes Lang. The list went on and on, and it was like, where are we going to get goals from? And I think, to be honest, McGoldrick's had the season of his life, best season he's had. And I, and I think, um, but other than that, yeah, he's, he's right. He was right. Where? And now we're seeing it now. We just, why can't we, you know, we can't, just can't seem to finish. It's going to be possibly the story of the season, isn't it? What, one thing I'll just, close the Jason Knight discussion with is that I look at Will Hughes when he came through the ranks and you know I think he was under Cluffy wasn't it he made his uh, debut at Peterborough away if I remember rightly <clears throat> excuse me and you could see that Cluffy wanted to see where he was at yeah physically and mentally in his uh, journey as a player and I thought Cluffy managed him superbly and I think McLaren also did the same and I just wish that someone would have grabbed I think if Jason would have had that opportunity if the stability was there like I, I even look at even in the modern day world you look at someone like Jack Grealish who was bought for an extortionate amount of money um, went to Man City and, and Guardiola is she very, very gently nursed him for two Jack, years. Jack Grealish is playing the football of his yeah, life right but now. He, but he's with a coach who's completely changed his philosophy, his position, his attitude, yeah, his his importance. Like at Villa, he was pretty much the all, be all and end all. Yeah, he, and, I at Villa, I thought he was overhyped and overrated. Yeah, I could see there was a good player in there, but I thought, mm, come on. And I, ju- I just think if we're not careful with Jason Knight, we're going to lose that potential because he has got potential. Yeah, he's, play- yeah, he's played against France only a few weeks ago for for his country. You know, I'm that difficult. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's, there's no. You know, we can only dream of doing that. And the poor lad's only what is he 22 still? Something like that. He's only a young kid. So he? I just hope that if he does stay at the club. Warren has a really good summer with him, a good preseason, mm. and gives him an opportunity to, to to mold him in a one-to-one into a position. Because I do think that he would make a fantastic person in front of the bat four that will because but he's I gonna bring in he's that, gonna bring in some new center offs, isn't he? Yeah. But that that goes back what to Ed what we had discussed with Ed Dawes when he was on the show. What is Jason Knight's position? 
exactly a versatile attacking midfielder he needs to some he needs that person like you said to say to him look I want you to be a sort of midfielder this is where I want you to play we'll work on you to get him that because I think you've got the potential to do that at the moment he doesn't know if he's a central midfielder a defensive midfielder an attacking midfielder a 10 a winger a right back do you know what I mean and I, so yeah you are spot on absolutely spot on about that it, it, you know he's a good player He's got the potential to be a really good player. We could end up losing that by if people just keep telling him basically run, run, run. Yeah. And he he, he must get frustrated. Yeah. Simon, yeah. he must get frustrated thinking, oh, I just wish someone because I don't. I even I even think Ireland have the same problem with him. Mm. I I remember him watching him against France, and he basically was given the task to basically press, 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 and press. Yeah. And and it's almost become a stigma. Yeah. That Jason Knight, if, if someone said to you, describe Jason Knight in three words. Uh, energy. Yep. Engine. Yep. Ratter. Yep. You know, engine. Yeah, you've said you said them all. That's, <laughs> hang on. But, it, but that doesn't, if you put that in the shop window. Yeah. yeah. That's going to get more questions than offers. Mm. So yeah, but, yeah been, we'll it, see. It would it will bring the questions, wouldn't it? What what does he offer? Okay, well we don't I don't need fine, energy's great, but I need a midfielder that can pass the ball. Well, you can, the same question can be asked of you see, you can have this debate all night. You can ask the same questions about Louis Sibley. Yeah, yeah. You could actually technically ask the same questions about Max Bird. You could ask the same questions about your mate um who's gone to Scunthorpe because these guys have come in. And they've been put into a situation over the last two or three years, mm. unbeknown to them, who ne they never expected to make their debuts in such a calamitous and unfortunate situation. And I and think that, that the rewards of their hard work and effort hopefully will come now when stability comes. And if yeah. they stay around the club, but I just hope, I, I just it, wonder whether Paul Warren is that, is that kind of, you see, you look at Steve McLaren, and you look at Nigel Clough and both of them have got pedigree working with youngsters and, and making better, you know, making yeah. youngsters into superb players. You know, McLaren has a history of it. Clough has a history of it. Um, you know, how is Paul Warren, honestly, you Not can ask Derby fans out there. Here's a good question for you. Is Paul Warren the type of coach that can grab a youthful player and make them into an exceptional player? Or is Paul Warren the kind of guy that goes straight away to his mid-range 23 to 28-year-olds, you know, and, and goes on reliability rather than actual coaching the best out of someone. It, what, I'm not sure what kind of coach he is, to be honest. I I, I think he's, he, he does, I, don't, I, I just think he wants to have players that he's got attributes that he likes, that he wants, um, and then he'll mould that into a team. I'm with. I don't think he's the type of person that's going to take a an academy product and mould them into no first team player. I wonder how many Rotherham. It'd be great to, you know, I know we don't have Rotherham fans listening to us, but it'd be a great question to ask a Rotherham mm. fan: How many academy players actually broke through the ranks when Paul Warren was in charge and are still now, you know, tearing it up in the championship or have moved on to bigger and better things? For me, he made it clear on his first interview. We've got loads of youngsters. We've got loads of oldies. We've got no one in the prime. 
and he didn't. He said something about that. You have to be a certain age to play League One. Is it over twenty-two or something like that to play League One football? Really? Well, for me, if I'm if I'm a if I'm a youngster going hearing that the new manager coming, I'm going. There's two ways you're either taking it. You're going, well, I'm not bothering, or you're going, well, I'll prove him wrong. Well, how how long has he been at the club since October? October, November, December, January, February, March, April. I mean, April, cracky, six months. Approaching six months. <laughs> could you could you honestly say how many of the academy products have improved under the Paul Warren tenure? None. None. Not none of them have. But I don't think looking, you know, look at look at him from the Cocker era. None of them have improved since then for me. Not vastly that you can. You, you, maybe they've got bigger, a bit, bit stronger, but none of them have really greatly improved. No. Maybe Max Bird potentially, I think he, no. Max Bird was great under Koku, was awful under Lampard. Uh, Lampard, wrong wrong, wrong ex-England wrong ex uh, player. Uh, was uh, awful under Bruni. Awful last, you know, last season, I felt. Um, but I think this season's, He's got back to that how the standard he was under under Philip Koku. I yeah. don't think he should be captain. Personally, I think he plays better when he's not captain. And you've and he stepped down. He stepped down a level. Mm. He's gone and, to that. Yeah. He's gone to League One now. I remember as well. Yeah, I, I do feel. Don't get me wrong. I do feel like you know. I do feel sorry for the academy players. You know that. I'm not I'm not sorry. So I think feeling sorry for him is the wrong word. You know they've. they've 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 gone from academy football to playing Championship League One when they're probably too early for them, but you know they they'd be getting paid for that to do that. Yeah, but you look at like you say, you look at the likes of Liam Thompson. I I said I said he I don't think he's good enough, and he's now at bottom of the National League Scunthorpe. Yeah, it's it's going to be and it's harsh on him, but that's the reality of football for me. It is, and it, it, it yeah we. We we can we could talk about that subject all night, but obviously we've got the the big two games to quickly uh, to discuss and, mm. and and break down. I just think it's going to be a very interesting summer. And you know, is there any actual suitors out there that want our academy products? They've always wanted them in the past, but now they've all had this season under their belts in League One. Has any of them honestly stood out as a shining light? And and turn around and and say to upper echelon championship teams, we're here. This is what we're worth. This is what you have to pay. I I would. I'm actually with you in, to the sense that I would warn is ultimately if if the EFL turn around and say and we've, we've we've mentioned this many times before, but I'll say it again. If the EFL turn around and say say to us, Simon, you can spend what you what you earn. I think you'll see one or two of those potential players go to clubs that potentially can give them time to grow and become better players. Because I think if you leave it much longer with them, their habits will be so grained into them that they will never be able to break that mould and they'll always be. And that worries me a little bit about Aaron Cashin as well, that... He's, he's he's got habits in his game. He's had a great season, yeah. and he's a wonderful lad. And I've been critical of him, and he openly admitted 
this week on the radio that he'd had a real poor um, month or two of form, but he felt it was coming back. I just hope that someone can grab him because there's another guy who's been thrown into a lion's den mm. and never had that that leadership and that guidance, you know, to sort of, yeah, I'm hoping Curtis, this is why I think that if Curtis retires at the end of the season, I'd love him to be a defensive coach, a defensive-minded coach, someone who... Well, it looks like Stearman's playing that role. Yeah, someone who basically is titled to look after individuals, who, uh, who's, who comes on a Monday morning, yeah, and, and Paul Warren goes, right, Stears, uh, Curtis, you're, I want you to work on Erin for the next two or three weeks. And almost, this... almost have him like a sort of player liaison. Yeah, yeah. I, do you know what? Personally, I'd like to see the likes of Steers Curtis go into the academy coach, like Bucko. Yeah, I, no disrespect to Bucko, but I think I think Curtis, especially, is a better defender than Bucko was, and I think he would do a lot of good for those academy lads. Maybe bounce between the first and, and academy, but you know, to sort of, I, I do think it it could work. Having him as a sort of coach, uh, a defensive coach, you know, um, I don't, we, I don't know how the training set up. Obviously, he's got his, he's got the goalkeeper coach, he's got Richie Barker, and, and, and obviously himself. You know, not sure how they do it, but surely there must be days where they're doing, def- you know, having an individual defensive coach may help. And it's, someone it's, like it's Curtis a- or Steers would probably thrive in that role. It's a massive dilemma that the football club has got going into the summer, whether depending and like I said we'll talk about the playoffs in a moment but whether they continue to invest in what they have by better coaching more individual assessment or whether they start all over again mm. and blitz, blitzkrieg it and 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 literally clean clean slate it'll be very interesting of which direction they go yeah so yeah just fighting them before we move on personally my personal opinion I think both night and bird will go in the summer I think it won't be for anywhere near what people think they're worth, just like Bogle and and, and Lowe. Can you remember when that came out? It was like, oh, it's twenty million for both, and then Chris Wilder went, "Was well, basically that's bullshit." <laughs> it, was, it was more like five for both or something daft like that. I'll take five for both. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's where you know is it night out of contract or got a year in his contract left or has one got two and one got one? I can't so, remember that. something like that. But the other, I think the I think. It would not surprise me if they didn't go this summer, they'd go potentially for a free next summer or sign a pre-contract or something in January, yeah. personally. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, I think it'd be the best thing for their careers. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And it's, it's a it's a dilemma that the the owner needs to look at. And uh, we'll see, we'll see where he's... See where we end up at the end of the season and what is direction uh, where it takes us. Anyway, certainly, yeah. So that was a that was a good chat. Anyway, moving on then. So yeah, um, three five two then, Chris. I'm going to bring on. Do you reckon? Obviously, we have got Bristol Bristol Rovers. Obviously, Bristol City then. Bristol Rovers. The gas, the gas coming up at tomorrow Saturday. Do you think you'll stick with three five two? Um, Bristol Rovers are. I've got. A minus eight goal difference, if I remember rightly. They yeah. they've got some good strikers. They are at the start of the season or during sort of the 
first two thirds of the season they were scoring regular. Uh, recently, they've dried up. Um, looking at their current form, it's about as inconsistent as ours. <laughs> although they they went to Fleetwood last week and won, and and then won at home to Charlton. But prior to that, they lost two on the bounce at home to Wickham and Portsmouth respectively, without scoring. So. I, I would personally go three five two. I think it's it's the most stable derby you'll see at three five two. The 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 biggest question is always how much juice can you get out of the two wing backs? Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's interesting actually. I, I, I'm, we're not going to sh- play Paul Warren's press conference because, to be honest, it was it was pointless this week, wasn't it? Same stuff, really. Um, a lot of it was about the open training session they had. Um, another night, yeah, frustrated, should have scored, should have won. Right, put it right on Saturday. Um, but it was interesting. He did say that we we worked on a lot of um, basically not shooting practice, but going forward, creating chances, etc. Won't do any fitness because if they're not fit at this time of the season, then they're never going to be fit. So. <laughs> He's not even looking at getting him any fit. And he's right. They, they should be fit enough. And I thought, with your wing-backs, yeah, I, I think, did they tire? I don't think, I, I, maybe Mendes Lang did tire a little bit. You know, for, for MK Dons' goal, he did get the wrong side of the, or the player got the wrong side of him. Um, but yeah, I like the three-five-two. I really do like it. And I think now we're starting to maybe look at next season and go, well, this is the formation I want to play. Let's see these players in this formation. Let's see what I really need to get next season. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're spot on there. Um, but I think he will stick to 3-5-2 from now to end of the season. I think he was reliant on Chesey hanging in there and clearly oh, that's not going to happen. You, I tell you what, Chester against Forest Green... He only, what did he give us? 60 minutes-ish? Yeah. And phenomenal. Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. And then what happened? No, he, he, he just tightened up. Yeah. Which uh, you're going to expect after not playing all season, pretty much. Is, is there any update on, on, on Chelsea? I'll be honest with you. I haven't really kept up to date with... No, there's not. I've, I've not I've not had a look on Darby. I know, I know that they, I know that there were there was concerns about him, whether he would even make the rest of the season, never mind uh, Bristol Rovers. I think I think a 3-5-2 with him in it mm. is far stronger than a 3-5-2 with him out of it. Yeah, I mean, or obviously, with him not in it. Rooney got his chance as well, didn't he? He came in for Chester last week, uh, on Monday, sorry. I felt he did a good job there. Didn't look out of place. It was interesting, actually, to watch um, the likes of Rooney and Roberts, obviously playing a back three, they they really pushed high. Yeah, they, they did. They pushed so high, leaving Cash and I think Smith dropped. It was almost like, you remember, um, yeah, Chris Wilder at Sheffield United used to do it, didn't he? He used to send his centre-backs high up. And it worked. Um, but I, I felt Rooney and Roberts did enough. Um, and I felt against Forest Green, actually, with Chester in there, it allowed the lot. I think it allowed sort of Roberts to get forward, um, and Knight to get forward and Horahan, leaving not a lot of protection at the back. But with Chester there, he, he 
he knows he's not quick, but his positioning helps him out a lot. Haven't, and I, 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 I would, I would like to see him have a few more games. I, I do, I did feel feel like against Forest Green, he was he was brilliant for the time he gave us. They've got quite a bit of pace, haven't they, in the Bristol Rovers? Uh, strikers up top in the midfield. I think mm. they're they're renowned for playing good, attractive football, but they're uh, a bit leaky at the back, aren't they? Well, we saw it. Obviously, we spanked them four two at Prior Park, so that's a, that's a bonus. But we've got, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, they they, they play. A, everyone seems to play. A, it's like it's, it feels like this league. Everyone plays either a four two three one or a three five two. That seems to be the in-trend formation at the minute, them two. It's, I think it has to go with youthfulness. I think he's got no choice. I don't think... I don't think you can play a three at the back with Bozzy and Curtis, <laughs> one no. of them or both. I think they've had their run in the team. I think Fozzie's been... He's had one of his better seasons recently. And where he's come from with injuries and what have you... I don't think you can bleed any more out of the guy. Bless him. No, I think um, he has. We have, I have noticed a little dip in form in the last couple of games, and I think, like you say, it could just be tiredness because he's played yeah. pretty much every single game. Yeah, and I think, you know, Rooney might have just done enough to stay there. Hayden Roberts, I think, is the most natural of the players we have to play a 3-5-2. Would you sign him permanently in the summer? Oh, good question. Because that, that's been... That's been the debate, and it or the other because I think I believe he's he's out of contract in summer. Would you bring him in if he was on a free? Why not? I would. If he was I, on I, a free, and he I, wanted to come, and the terms were the same, mm. but we don't know how much, if anything, we're paying against his wage. True, but he's, he's a Brighton Academy player, so I can't imagine he's on a great deal. If that makes sense, yeah, I think I think he would have caught the eye um, of a few people, but he's the most. I think he's better in a three-five-two, mm. definitely. Yeah, and he and he's he's a little bit more versatile as a defender mm. than a lot of people available out there. And if he comes in as a free, he's been at the club for a year, mm. so he'll know the poor warm way. He'll know the expectations of Derby County Football Club. It might not be. It might not be a bad signing. But I, it's, but it's that thing, though, isn't it? As well, you, you know, when you get a young, a young player gets his first senior contract, yeah, he's going to want to impress. He's going to want to do well. He can yeah. go, right. Well, I've now made it to a first team, a team in League One that are pushing for Championship, or a potential team that are in the Championship. We will come on to that. Um, and I, I, I. I I think he's settled in. I think when I first seen him play, I thought he was a little bit ropey. The old, you know what I mean, what you normally get in younger players. But I feel he's matured over this season. I, I really like him as a player. Yeah, I think he has matured. Um, I'm not saying that he's... In, I don't know if he's improved as a player or whether he always had it and just needed a bit of consistency and stability to, to bring it out. It goes back down to what we said before about... As Paul Ward improved individuals, mm. I think Hayden Roberts was always playing at that level anyway. Yeah. Um, it goes back down to what Darren Robinson said on the podcast a few weeks ago. How many of the actual current batch of players have been offered renewals? Mm. 
And if Hayden Roberts hasn't been offered a renewal yet by Brighton, why not? What yeah. what what aren't they seeing that we are? Mm. Because Brighton are moving forward in strides. Uh, yeah, I think I think and I think that's that's the thing. It's you've got a player there is good enough at this level, but is not good enough for Premier League. Yeah. Bright, look at it. Brighton want to push for Europe. That that's clearly what they're looking for. Did we have um was it Matt Clark? Wasn't he a Brighton player? Yes, he was, yes. And then you had the guy that... Or did Brighton sign the guy from Leeds? Or was it the other way around? Ben White. Ben White. Yeah, Ben White went from Leeds to... No. He went, yeah. No, Leeds loaned Ben White, didn't they? Yeah. Leeds tried to sign him, but Ben went, Ben White went to Arsenal instead. Something like that. But I think he had a Brighton connection. But Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Perhaps Brighton have, have progressed so much that there is no room for Hayden Roberts at his age. You know, it, it's an it's an interesting one. I think when it's one of them now, he's played first team football. Is he going to want to sit um, in the academy at Brighton, or is he going to want to progress his career and play first team football? Am I going to get in Brighton? Deserby, you know, with a great team, they've got good defenders in there already. Probably not, mate. Sorry. Sad. I'll go. I'll go find some first team football somewhere then. And it's, if that happens, a bit Derby. He's already said as well. He feels like Derby's his club, even though he's a lone player. Yeah, true. But he's the kind of player that I think will be looked upon by the teams who are pushing promotion. Yeah, in League One, I think your Chef Wednesdays, your Plymouth, your Ipswich, Hayden Roberts is the kind of player with, without question, talent. Mm. Yeah, we can. He can. He can shoot for one. We've yeah. seen that. <laughs> it's, I tell you what, I've noticed as well, he's got a leap on him, you know. Yep, I was going to say, he could jump. Yeah. He could play football. He can use mm. two feet. Um, I wish he'd pull his socks up. <laughs> I, I, I've never been a fan of players who have the socks around their calves. Uh, but uh, I'd much rather see the, the socks right up to the knees and looking smart. But hey, whatever whatever makes him comfortable. It's a great shout. And that's that's another topic we can have. Hey, just um, on the, just on the you saying about the promoter clubs, I wonder if Plymouth will go for Morgan Whitaker again <laughs> if they go up because obviously he's gone back to Swansea, hasn't he? Um, they recalled him, but I don't think he's really played a great deal for him. I wonder if Plymouth will be tempted to try and bring him back in the championship. But he's another player, though, that obviously our academy raved about. Um, he was awful for us, yet Swansea picked him up, he was. Again, they loaned him out to Plymouth, and he's 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 done all right at Plymouth. You can't knock him, but again, that's at League One level. Can he do that in the Championship? It's this is it, isn't it? This is this. this... I, I think Morgan Whittaker and Luke Plange will be in the similar mold for the next ten years. Plange, that, that, I forgot about have... him. I forgot about Plange. I didn't yeah. think he was. He was at Lincoln, weren't he on loan? Yeah, they'll have they'll have clubs left, right, and centre. You know, mm. I couldn't believe it when Rangers were trying to buy Whittaker. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's. I must think, have a good agent. Oh, he's got a phenomenal agent because, but sometimes people just fit into clubs. Look at Lee Trundle. You can go back to the nineties where Lee Trundle was oh, was at uh, the noughties where he was on Soccer AM every week with his skills and mm. and what have you. You know, yeah, he had a move away from Swansea and went Swansea. somewhere. Did he go to Barnsley? He went somewhere. Bristol City. Bristol City. Yeah, I think he went to Bristol City. And he just couldn't hack it. Yeah. Went back to Swansea and became the world's greatest player again. Some, some, like Jamie some, Patterson. Yes, it was crap with us. It went to. He went. Where did he go from us? 
He went back to the champion. He went to another championship club <sighs> and was class for him. Can't remember it wasn't it? Because he was great. Yeah, he at did. Brist- he did. He was great he at did. Bristol. Absolutely brilliant at Bristol. That's why and we brought him in. He was woeful. He had one, two good games and then left. And then obviously went to I can't remember where now, but whatever. Um, yeah, so you're, you're like, right. Yeah, so well, obviously, like I say, it's uh, it's one of them. It's I want to say Swansea again. I think he went. I think he went to Swansea. I, I, I want to do a quick Google search because <laughs> um, that is a really, really good question. But, but it um, is. But, but it's, it is what you say. You know, for some players, it just doesn't work at certain clubs. Whereas, you know, other other players, it it, it does, and that that could be what it is. It could be the manager. It could be the tactics. You know, it could be what he's been asked to do. Yeah, he did. Oh, go to, he did go to Swansea. He went to Swansea. <laughs> he went to Swansea. Good on you, Christopher Holt. Good lad. Well done. You see, the meatballs that I've been eating all week haven't uh, made me deluded. Um, but he's, you're right. And, and and going back to what I was saying, I think nowadays you don't get many players who 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 stay. See, Barry Bannon, classic example. Why are we talking? A guy with a very level head. Yeah. Couldn't quite make it at Villa. Came to loan on loan to Derby. Was excellent, by the way. And we were always jealous. And then he's made himself a career at Sheffield Wednesday. Settled. Mm. You can't see him anywhere else. And he's a he's a very few and far between player, is is Barry Bannon. You know, and everybody would want a Barry Bannon in their team. Think but some, I think some players just realise the level, don't they? Correct, and he's very level-headed. Mm. He's very good player. He's 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 settled, and when you're settled in life, mm. you always get the best out of yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I think a lot. I think a lot of players lose their momentum uh, and they lose their mojo by moving for not necessarily the money, but moving for the challenge. And sometimes you need to just sit back a bit and go, yeah. well, actually. You know, and and you hear about players turning down moves because they 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 their their head said, "Oh, it'd be amazing," but I don't want to be a failure. I I you know, and some people have made the right choice. You look at so many players in the past. Leon Osman, mm. another player, came to Derby on loan. Phenomenal player, mm. stuck to one club throughout his career. Yeah, and everyone knows everyone knows Leon Osman now. As a yeah. fantastic player, so yeah, yeah interesting. <clears throat> um, so one one other little bit of debate before we move on to the uh, the final running um, and the playoff talk, etc. Is a lot of Derby fans annoyed? Um, well, two annoyed twice at the AFL. One because Portsmouth, uh, Peterborough have been given a points deduction that's been suspended for yep. something they did uh, for appointing someone without having. Um, or given the correct paperwork or whatever to the AFL, they had a three point points deduction just been suspended, um, which was done in two thousand. I think it was two thousand twenty twenty one. So last year, everyone, quite a few people get well, not actually not as many as, as I first thought, but it's still quite a good handful of people getting in uproar about that. Why? Well, why is it being suspended? Oh, the AFL got agenda. Can we not? Can we just? cast our minds back to the reasons we got 21 points deductive 12 was because of administration um i can't even remember what the six was for, what the other nine were for now six was for um oh it was for the amortization amortization policy 
Derby had basically we made over. it up. They, they made it up. They got over. Been proved that we got three points suspended for not playing our players' wages, and that yeah. happened twice, didn't it? Yeah. So let's stop this. EFL has got an agenda against us because it's oh, nothing it to do with that. Then. That's them saying, right, you've done this wrong. You shouldn't have done it. If you do it again, that's what they did with Derby. You didn't pay your players. If you do it again, we'll deduct, deduct the points. Get I, over I, it. I did tweet and did say, I'm just asking for clarification. What, you know, what the punishment, does the punishment match the, uh, the, the, you know, the thing that they've done wrong. Right, yeah. And it does, the crime does match the punishment. And I've, yeah. I've read up. And you're quite right. We were in a different boat all altogether. Um, you're right about this EFL uh, issue as well about people. And, and, then, and, the and, and, the, and the next one is Aaron Cashin has not been nominated for Young Player of the Year. Yeah, but Opta or whoever have, have said he's been one of the highest rated players of uh, Young Players of the season. And are people are blaming the EFL for that, are they? We don't. Yeah, the EFL don't pick it, do they? No. And we don't see every other team, every other player, week in, week out. And you, Chris, rightly were critical of Aaron Cashin over the past few weeks. He's been rightly critical of himself. Does it matter? If if they would have voted for that... And, and McGoldrick wasn't on the... Um, wasn't given for player of the year. He's not even top goal scorer in the league. So, for me, I... I and he's in a team that's seventh in the league. I don't. Even, I don't think Vidra got player of the season when he won the Golden Boot in the Championship. When no, we he didn't. came, when when we when we came fourth with or whatever it was, fifth with Gary Rowett. I think. I think if if the player of the season would have been voted for, well, young. Sorry, if he would have been in the running for young player of the year, I think if that would have been selected around October November time, or when we're in the purple patch, no problem at all. Yeah. But if they start looking at that potential um, choices of, of the 2022-2023 season around February-March time, then then Cashin would not have got a sniff because, let's be honest, he he was, well, January, let's just say as well, he was wobbly. And he had, he had eight to ten weeks where he was very inconsistent. Yeah. And, yes, that's unfortunate if he was if he was looked upon by these people looking for their nominations, mm. saw his form then. And it's it's right place at the right time, wrong place at the wrong time. And I, I don't think, we we know he's had a good season. Has he been the outstanding? They, they debated this on Radio Derby tonight and mm. I have to disagree with them. Um, they had a guy on who was the manager of Amber Valley Ladies who's saying that Cashin should have been voted all day long. I, I don't agree. I think Cashin's had a good season, but there is some unbelievable talent out there mm. um we just just because they we, we can only judge on what we see which is correct. our players and then correct. one or two games a season against another team and fashionable clubs aren't always the way forward when it comes to awards we don't know the average age of some of the players at your fleetwoods your morecambs your Accrington's, mm. you know you know forest green there, there, there's some there's some there's some real good talent out there that we just don't know about. I don't. I never knew about. We we spoke about this, didn't we, a few weeks ago? If you could choose one player from another team in League One to sign, yeah, yeah. who would you sign? And I said to you, Diamond from yeah, Lincoln. from Lincoln. Never seen him before. No, knew nothing about him. But wow. So I th I think it's. <laughs> then I say. Wow. Then I say. I said Mumma Dinner from Plymouth. You did. 
And guess what? He's been nominated. There you go. He changed the game. Mm, he changed he the game. He, he absolutely found out Cashin, unfortunately. And Cashin will win his awards going forward. There was, He'll there win was, his awards, but not just yet. No. The, yeah. And it's not a major issue. It doesn't really matter. But it did actually, something actually resonated with me with, um, with what you say about Cashin, actually. Um, they were talking. I don't know if anybody, I know this is a bit off topic, but they, I listened on TalkSport <clears throat> um, today. And obviously, I don't know if anybody watched watch the Man United Seville game, but obviously Harry Maguire, who's been he's been everybody's scapegoat all season, right? But something really resonated me with what one of the Man United fans said. They said about Maguire, he's a brilliant defender, gets his head to everything, his feet to everything. He's too slow. And that resonated with me with what you said about cashing. If he get if if Maguire gets turned, he ain't got the pace to catch up. It's saying what you said about Cashin. If he gets turned, he hasn't got the pace. He he, Eric Cashin tries to play like, in my opinion, like John Terry. Well, mm. John Terry was the master of the other one. The other guy I remember who was very similar. That's a great comparison. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, was That's fantastic. Yeah, who who could read a game and would get that challenging within the first. He, he could read the ball where it was going to land, which foot it was going to land on, and Terry would nail him straight away. Whether it was in the air, whether it was on the floor, um, and that takes a special kind of Paul McGrath did the same. Paul McGrath the same. And if you haven't got, although McGrath had that blistering five first five or ten yards of pace, Cashin hasn't got that. And I think mm. that Cashin plays that risky John Terry style. Mm. Harry Maguire plays it, and I think it's now been found out by better players. Yeah, and he gets caught out so many times. You you look at. You look at some of the better centre offs in the world, and they've got a bit of everything now. You know, you look at Van Dyke, he's got a bit of pace, mm. he's good in the air, he's unbelievably skillful on the football. Um, and I think Cashin just lacks that yard in pace that will will restrict him from being a superstar. And I think Harry Maguire, let, let's be honest, he's had a hell of a ride up the ranks from starting off at, you know, Hull and Sheffield United and, and Man U, it's it's unbelievably steep learning curve, isn't it? Hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I think people will always have their opinions about voting players on, you know, who's this, who's that. I just, going back to the original topic, I just wish people would get off this EFL yeah, lashing train now, the agenda, the song, you know, and I'm going to get berated, but the song, I see a lot of people on Twitter asking for the FL song to be now. Don't get me wrong, carry on singing it because it's a great song. We changed <laughs> the lyric. Yeah, they took 21 points off us. We, we, you know, did we care? Well, I cared personally. Yeah. Uh, and, we, and we carried on playing. I, I just think now we need to move on because I don't want to be dwelling in the past. Right. It, 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 in history, we'll always look at it and go, that was, that, a close was, call. that was a close call. But it wasn't as close as 1983 mm. when we were five minutes away from court winding up and Mike Watterson came in with, I think it was 50 grand to yeah. save Derby County. You know, I, I know we're looking at the modern era now, but what I'm saying is let's move on from the FL because I'm pretty sure now they have been nothing but positive with Derby County this year. They've been at the club regular. 
They've been having regular meetings, regular auditing. Derby have ticked all the boxes. And I think you'll see the EFL, and we spoke about this before, I think you'll see the EFL at the start of next season be a little bit more lenient. Mm. No, I agree. Anyway, so to finish the show then, playoff, the playoff race, this could be one of the most dramatic endings for that final top six spot. You know, I think we missed a trick not getting the win against MK Dons. We would have been sixth, uh, sorry, yeah, uh, yeah, sixth on 70 points with Bolton behind us with a game in hand. Portsmouth, the five points adrift, can they still get it? I don't think they can now, maybe, but I'm not sure. Wickham, again, they're only three points adrift. They are very hit and miss at the minute. Obviously, us 68 and 7th, and then Bolton 6th, 68, Peterborough 5th, 70. I, those last, well, saying that, those last two playoff spots now, I think one of either Pete, one of Derby, Bolton, and Peterborough are going to miss out. Yep. Yeah, um, There's 15 t- points left to play for. It is, it is going to be a hell of a ride. Well, well, let's look at below us first. Um, Portsmouth, they're away at Shrewsbury mm. tomorrow. Tough, tough. Shrewsbury have had a fantastic season. Cottrell's done wonders there. Um, I don't think Portsmouth will get nothing from there, and I think that will that will end their their hopes of getting in the top six. Wickham are away at Morecambe. I don't know because Shrewsbury have lost the last four games. You know, have they really? Yeah. Well, saying that though, the three of the last four games. They've had uh, some but, tough ones, haven't they? The, well, they the, they had Ipswich away. They got they lost two 0 They then got battered six nil away to Charlton, but they did finish the game with ten men. Um, then they got beat at home to Peterborough, who obviously are flying at the minute. Yeah, and then obviously last week uh, uh, on Monday, sorry, they lost two uh, one away to Barnsley. I best shut up, though, because obviously I'm not looking at form. I still think that Portsmouth won't get nothing from Shrewsbury. I might be wrong. Wickham are away at Morecambe. Um, you know, that's that's a strange one. Morecambe's form is is absolutely shocking. I think <laughs> it's losses and, and draws. But uh, Wickham's, other than winning at Forest Green last week, prior to that, I think their last one away at, or at, at Bristol Rovers. So that could have draw written all over it. That's, now, that's the, weird that you say that because Portsmouth... They, their last two wins have been away at Bristol Rovers on the 18th of March when they were playing, they beat 10 men. Then they drew against Port Vale at home. Then they beat Forest Green. Then they drew against MK Dons. Yeah. And then they drew against Morecambe. It's... We're all seems to be playing. Well, here's, here's my take on, 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 on the weekend in the sense of how I'm looking at other results rather than ours. Yeah. We we know we have to win. Irrelevant of talking yeah. about Derby, we've got to win. So we don't need to touch on that. Cambridge and Peterborough play their local Derby. Mm. They kick off at 12.30 before us. And Cambridge and Peterborough are the local rivals. It's the game that they always look to. The A1 we, Derby. <laughs> yeah. And Cambridge are fighting for their lives. Yeah. So I think Peterborough are going to go into a very, very difficult game. Mm. And I'm not convinced that they will, although they're on a wonderful run at the moment, I'm not I'm not convinced they'll get the win there. I think they'll come out with the draw. 
The other interesting one is well, Cambridge, play, Cambridge, sorry, Cambridge got the draw against Bolton last week, didn't they? They they've got, I think they've got, I've got quite a few good results recently. I think the likes of Cambridge, Oxford, the stock MK Dons are starting to shut up shop, aren't they? And getting draws to get themselves out of the doldrums of relegation. Mm. If you don't, if you, you know, if you can't win, just don't lose. Yeah. Um. Well. So I th- I think that game has more on it than people think. A, they're kicking off earlier than us. There's a lot of pressure knowing that people will be watching them. It could have the adverse effect. They mm. could come out with a win and all of a sudden the pressure's on Derby. Yeah. But the other interesting game is, and this goes on to the game that we have on Tuesday, is that we go to Exeter. Now, have you seen who they're playing on Saturday? At 12 o'clock. They're playing at 12 o'clock? Yep. Why would they play 12 o'clock on a Saturday? Well, when, oh, when you... against Plymouth? Yep, they're local rivals. Mm. The Devon Derby. <laughs> well, uh, we've seen this though before because they're going to be well up for that. Yeah. Then they go, then they've got us coming on Tuesday. Yep. They could be absolutely. If if you're an Exeter City fan and you've got two home games and you wanted the absolute everything out of your team for one of those two games, who are you going to choose? You're going to go for Plymouth, aren't you? Of course you are. Because they yeah. put, it, put it this way as well. If they beat Plymouth on Saturday in Ipswich win, they knock Plymouth out of the bo- out of the top two. They would love that. And secure their safety. Yeah. And secure their safety. So yeah. I, I think Derby, you've got to be a bit more positive about, I think Cambridge are going to give Peterborough a hell of a game. And I think Exeter will give Plymouth a hell of a game. And I think if we can come out of Bristol with a win, I think I can see Peterborough dropping points at Cambridge and I can see Exeter being absolutely cream-crackered on Tuesday. I also think that we will stay down there and we'll stop somewhere like Yeovil in between Bristol and Exeter. Oh, you know your geography, you do, don't you? Oh, I do. <laughs> well, there's no point There's no point coming back up, is there? No. You might as well play at Bristol, mm. stop off at Yeovil, have a training session, because Paul Warren's got a lot of friends in the non-league world, mm. and Yeovil would be a great place to stop. Yeah. Bit of training down Yeovil, and then move on to extra on Tuesday, keep them fresh. And, and, and I just think that the results on Saturday are not are not obvious. I think you'll see some, some really strange results. And then Peterborough on Tuesday go to Accrington away. Oh, Accrington are fighting for their lives. Well, a- Accrington are what? The three points, two points off safety. Yeah. You know, so they are, like you said, they are fighting. And Bolton go to Burton. Yeah. Burton. And this is it. Burton now, they are almost, almost safe. Yeah. And playing well at the moment. I know, which is, I'm not looking forward to them. That's the thing. We've we've got the the next five games. You you, you would have looked at that at the start of the season and gone, yeah, the last last one, probably difficult. Sheffield Wednesday away. But now you're looking at them and going, God, jeez. Bristol Rovers away, followed by extra away, followed by Burton at home. And here, here's and another Portsmouth one. Portsmouth at home. And here's another one. Oxford, since they've uh, they had the new manager in, he's been in now, what? I think his first game was against Derby. Yeah, it was. Now, since then, they're unbeaten in four. They've had a draw against Morecambe, a yeah. draw away at Peterborough, a draw at home Chef Wednesday, draw and a draw away at Port Vale. And guess who they got this Saturday at home? <laughs> Bolton. Bolton. Oh, that could be it, yeah. Exactly. 
Bogs for the fight for their lives. But this is what I mean. This is what I'm saying. I say it's going to be the most dramatic final two, three weeks left of this season. Don't be surprised if Derby are fifth. Really? Fifth? Uh, you reckon fifth? Uh, uh, don't don't be surprised at the end of Saturday. It's if, horrible, mate. If, Honestly, if Derby off fifth. At, at, do you know when, um, on when we when we drew on Monday, I had a look and I, I was going, I was I, I was gutted. I'm not going to lie. I, I was because I thought we really really deserved to win that, and I, I was just like, oh. And then Cambridge got that goal to. Keep that was it. it. It was the 95th minute, right? I was uh, going uh, and I uh, went, that's home it. to Bolton. I literally went, that's it. Promotion hopes are done. Signed. Season over. Bollocks to it. Forget the forget players. Forget promotion. I don't care. We'll have another season in League One next season. Season tickets is going to be cheaper. Signed. Rebuilding League One. Jobs are good. In, and then bang. Cambridge bang a last minute equaliser in. Oh, and, I, like... and I thought, it's not over, is it? It's not. No. This, this is going down to the final day. Yeah. This is this is going down to very similar. I can't to cry we, again. I cannot cry again. This I, is going I, down I, to it's very similar when when we survived and Sheffield Wednesday were up and then Rotherham were staying up and we were down and Wickham were up. It's I can't I do just, this again. I, it I, is I fucking heart. Sorry, <laughs> excuse my language. It is freaking heart. It is heart wrenching. This. Do you know? I, I told you that. Um, do you know that season, the Lampard season? I cried when Harry Wilson scored that penalty against West Brom. You know. Yeah. What 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 I will say is that Bolton, after this week, have got it's, a pretty easy run in. It's that game in hand they've got though as well. Accrington away, twenty fifth of April. It's a Tuesday. No, Accrington at home. Sorry, twenty fifth of April. It's a Tuesday. Mm. I've, I've seen that. But I would not like to go to Oxford t- uh, tomorrow. No. And I, I, and I just think I just think that. Don't be surprised, and I'm going to put 10 pence on it, but don't be surprised if Derby County Football Club are fifth at five o'clock on Saturday. It's it's just... Oh, and it's, it's, and everyone it is literally... Oh, it's horrible, man. It's yeah. literally... This is this is football. Now, this is obviously why we like... You know, why we love... It's the, it's the yeah. pain, the suffering, the enjoyment, you know, the yeah. enduring of a season. It's this, just... This, there's no, there's no way on a Tuesday night going into Exeter, a Derby going to be more than thirty mile away. See, both Derby and Peterborough, I think, have got tough running. Oh yeah, like I say, Peterborough got Cambridge away. Yeah, Accrington again, like you say, scrapping away. Ipswich at at home, horrible. Who are scrap? Who want to get automatics? Yeah, it's horrible. Bristol Rovers away will be their easiest fixture. They'll be on the beach by then, safe. Yeah. Going, oh, sad. Just two more games. Then Barnsley. Oh well, I think Barnsley. Oh, will, yeah, I think I think Barnsley will want to put on a show for their fans. They'll be in the playoffs as the second highest ranked team in the playoffs. I think they'll want to put on a host show. I know, but then you but you're potentially looking as well at a, a, a playoff semi final. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I, I mean? Think, I think Barnsley have accepted that they are they're out of the race now. I'm pissed off about that and all because I thought. They went on that incredible run. I thought they're gonna they're gonna pip top two here. Then they got a couple yeah. of really but, poor results. But Peterborough's running isn't great. No, it's not. I think it's more. I think it's harder than ours. It is. I think. I think Bolton's is the easiest. I think. Just just read. Are you reading Bolton's next or or Derby's? I think I'll go Bolton next. So go Bolton. Bolton have got Oxford away. Oh, horrible. But Burton away on Tuesday could be horrible. Shrewsbury at home next Saturday. Well, like I said, you've just told me that you blew yeah. my 
Shrewsbury. I know. Shrewsbury have gone, damn it, we can't get playoffs now. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Accrington at home, there's the game in hand. Again, That's the game Accrington, in hand. Accrington scrapping, trying for survival. Fighting for last. And not a million miles away from bottom. They haven't Fleet, got too far to travel. Fleetwood at home. You never know what you're going to get with uh, Fleetwood. Come on, Jack Marriott, do us a favour. Uh, and then Bristol Rovers away last game of the season. Bloody Bristol Rovers again. Yeah, why is it me? Is it, it seems like, all the, apart from Sheffield Wednesday, all the top six, seven have got away games the last game of the season. Yeah. That's shocking. But yeah, it's just... Uh, did, did we do Wickham's running? Uh, yeah, I, do you know what? Oh, Wickham, I tell you what, Wickham have got... Wickham have got an easy running. Yeah, say. they've got they've got a good Mark, run in. Markham away, Cambridge uh, Cambridge away. Ugh, come on, Cambridge Lincoln. I I, I just Lincoln, think Lincoln at home. Now Lincoln are a team that I think can beat anybody on their day. Oh, I, they're a good team. They they will either they they can put they can give anybody a game. Cheltenham at home they'll get battered. Cheltenham are awful, um, and then Portsmouth. Portsmouth away again, another team. Yeah. Portsmouth well, both, but whoever wins that game will mm. will definitely put the nail in the coffin of the other. And we play Portsmouth prior to that, no. so I think Portsmouth will be done. I, I I just think Wickham will fall short against Morecambe this week, um, because they changed their manager. Wickham haven't found their identity under the new manager. Um, well, it weren't what, he, weren't anything his assistant? He was. I tell you what, I find it hilarious. Gareth Ainsworth was told <laughs> to get QPR out of the championship and he's doing a he's doing a fantastic job and keep wearing that oh. stupid leather jacket in League One mate next year. Hey, I, oh it's just it's hilarious. Won, I can't stand the man. I just think that the way he spoke about Derby through all that through all the uh trials and tribulations he was sticking the knife in always and do you know what couldn't happen to a nicer person. I'm him and Chris to... him and Chris Martin in League One. Oh no, I like Chris Martin. Leave him I know, but but what, yeah. what's it? What's he done? I can't remember when he. When did we play Ox? Uh, no, when did he go? I can't remember where he went. He went just after us, didn't he? Didn't we beat them? No, we lost. He... Against, we we lost against. Yeah, we? sorry, they beat us, and then he went, didn't he? Yeah, he. he so he he. They, I think he beat. He won against Watford on his first game. Then he lost. He got battered six-one by QPR. Oh no, exactly. Uh, sorry, by by Blackpool. Yeah. Lost against Birmingham, lost against Wigan, lost against Preston, then drew last week two all against uh, West Brom. Yeah, there were two. They were they they were two nil down. They were two nil down. Yeah, yeah. Chrissy, um, Mart- Chrissy, Chrissy Martin, Martin with the equaliser. Mate. See, yeah. I told you. Yeah. Oh, I do, I, the things but, I'd do to have him. But I, I just, I just think that Wigan won't get a result at Morecambe. I think that they'll be out of it. I, I just think that. Look at all the results, Derby fans. Don't, don't start. I know we've got to look after ourselves. And ultimately, if we don't, we don't. But I do think that you are going to have a very interesting match day on Saturday and a very interesting match evening on Tuesday because you'll be looking at uh, the scores from elsewhere every two minutes, or every minute. Yeah. I mean, Warren, Warren did say he, he would be disappointed if this squad didn't get the playoffs, at least. Yeah, we all would, wouldn't we? Yeah. Because, I, like I said... I think the squad is definitely good enough to get playoffs. It's just whether they've got the legs to keep going, they've got the desire, the determination, because that's what you need. That's what these other teams, the Barnsleys, the Peterborough, they, they, they've all, they've all had, the Boltons, they've had, they've got that determination to get playoffs. Have these players got that determination? My my, my biggest fear is if we have to go to Sheffield Wednesday, 
with them needing to win to get promotion because it's one point. Is it one point between the top three or two? Yeah, 84, uh, 85, 84, 83, something like that. Now you're asking, aren't you? Every time. Um, yeah, I, so I, I, I'm pretty, pretty sure it is. Yeah, 84, 83, 82, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my biggest fear is having to go to Hillsborough mm. on the last game of the season needing uh, a win. And if Sheffield Wednesday are needing a result to get promotion. I'm just hoping they win the next three games. Yeah, I, I think, I honestly think that if you want my prediction, I'm going to predict that Derby beat Bristol Rovers, beat Exeter, beat Burton. Burton. I don't call them Burton. I call them Burton. Um, there should be dad, a high... dad, dad, if you listen, I'm sorry. There should be a high from between me, Burr and Tom. My dad, my dad has got a season ticket for Derby and for Burton Albion. Has he? Yeah. Good old Burton. Um, <laughs> I think we'll beat Burton, and I think we'll get something like a draw against Portsmouth, or we'll beat Port. I don't. I honestly don't think. I agree with you. I think we'll win the next three, and I, I think results will go in our favour. I'm an optimist, but I just think that results will go in our favour. Ladies and gentlemen, this is coming from the guy that said we'll get automatics. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hanging, I'm hanging on to every little bit of hope I have because I know I'm going to get an absolute spanking by fans close well, season. Automatics have gone, so that's there's no way in heck we're going to oh. do that. But no, I think I, I think I think now it's just a case of just enjoy the run. Yeah. No matter the result, just enjoy. We're coming to that end of season bit now. Just enjoy the run. If we win, lose, or draw, it's just, you know, we've got what? Is it two home games left now? Just remember that as well. We are the hunters and not the hunted now. That is a good, sh again, Chris, another good point. It's different. When you're looking, when you're there looking behind you, you're always going, oh my gosh. Yeah. When you're the hunted, when, you're yeah. always looking behind your back. But when you're the hunter, the incentive, the incentive is far greater to chase than to defend. And the thing about the playoffs, it's three cup finals, isn't it? Let's be honest. I think the only I think the only playoffs that we've had recently, which I didn't think we had stood a chance in, was the Fulham one. Even even when we went into when the Cameron away Jerome scored. Yeah. I, I even then, you know, I was buzzing, but I thought when we got to Craven Cottage, I thought we're still not going to get final. Well we 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 shouldn't predict what I'm going to ask now, but I'm going to say it anyway, so sod it. If no, you could have anyone in the playoffs now... Don't say it. If you could have one team in the playoffs now, who would you have? What, out of the seven? Yeah. Neither. Nobody. I would have Chef Wednesday. Oh, no, I wouldn't. And I'll tell you why. Oh, here we go. Yeah, but they're not going to get playoffs. They're going to go up automatically. Uh... So you think can, you think you think, think and Plymouth do, don't you? I think you think you Plymouth. think Chef Wednesday have run out of legs, don't you? I think Chef Wednesday will uh, shut it. Um, do you really? Yeah, I do. Um, I think well, with Burton, Bristol, and Exeter as their next three fixtures, you think? They're um, doing it? Have you seen some of their results recently? Yeah, but you, yeah, right. Have okay. you seen some of their results recently? But let's put it into perspective, right? Okay, they they lost against Forest Green. Right, fair enough. They got they, battered against. They lost against Barnsley. Fair enough. Right, they won at Accrington three 0 at home. Yeah, prior to that. Drew away at Oxford. Yeah, Oxford drew draw specialist. Lincoln, drew, Lincoln. Away, drew away at Cheltenham. And you said two minutes ago in the pod, Cheltenham are what? I did say they were shit. 
Okay, they are pro- cash. But then they lost. Then they lost to Forest Green, and prior to that, they got beat at Barnsley. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday are wobbling like an orange jelly. Right. Well, yeah, but they've, like you say, they've just come off the back of a three 0 win. All of the good flavors are available, by the it, way, jellies. <laughs> if they if they go to Burton and spank them, then you, you you'll see that that little 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 dip in forms got over. Burton are, are he's done he's done well. I always want to call him De Maria, but it's not, is it? He's got a very similar name at Burton. Um, yeah, 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 but again, they they lost against Charlton. Yeah, but they, they nearly pulled it back. What I'm saying is... Yeah, but Charlotte had 10 men. They're irrelevant. irrelevant. <laughs> it's you not always, irrelevant. Let's look. Look, and it, Sheffield it, it, Wednesday... It they had 10 men with like seven minutes to go. The reason why I want Sheffield Wednesday in the playoffs, when we get in the playoffs, is because they're only 45 minutes up the road. Yeah. So the players will be fresh. There's no it's, bloody... Yeah, Barnes aren't no, that far either, though, are they? There's no... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, bar, yeah very true. The, the worst, same. by far, on that theory is getting Plymouth then. Plymouth or Ipswich would be an absolute nightmare. Is there a motorway that goes to Ipswich? A nightmare to go down to Plymouth or Ipswich on the second leg would be an absolute nightmare on a on a midweek game. I'd rather have Barnsley or Sheffield Wednesday all day long. Irrelevant of which way you play the fixtures. Four right. minutes away. Yeah, because we we if we finish where you if we finish fifth, yeah, we, we'd play fourth. Yeah, Barnsley. So if we finish sixth, we play at the moment. Ipswich. Chef Wednesday. Just, you, I don't think it's going to be him. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be him. I don't oh. want to. I don't want to mention it was Richard Plymouth. <laughs> I just, I just think that Chef Wednesday. Can you imagine? If Hold we, on, I'm going to write to Trevor Birch. Dear Trevor, if the AFL has an agenda against us, please can you, please can you, I can't say that, please can you fix it for us that, <laughs> that um, we don't get Plymouth or Ipswich just to prove that the AFL do not have an agenda against us. <laughs> can you make sure Sheffield Wednesday finishes third so Chris has only got to travel 45 minutes to the game? The, the, other, <laughs> the other thing I'll say about Chef Wednesday and, is that we play them last game of the season. Yeah. So, You'll be playing them literally within uh, five days of that if you get them in the playoffs. So there's nothing that you won't know about them. And it's going to be so boring though. That is playing yeah, well, Sheffield Wednesday three times on the bar. Let's just say that we do the unthinkable and go to Hillsborough and we completely screw their party up. Yeah, they're going to be gunning for us then. They will they? Will yeah, they? Be, I would be if someone had just stopped me getting promoted automatically. I'd be, I'd I, be as a player, gutted. I'd be like, I'm going to. I'm going to make sure we knock you out and knock you out well. I'm not convinced. I think Barnsley would be the bigger would be the bigger worry. Barnsley is my worry in the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. Because I think Barnsley will have no no sense of failing because Bar- they've they've been there or thereabouts all season. You know what? Barnsley or Ipswich in the playoffs, I would not like to have. However, I wouldn't mind getting Plymouth. Now, I know that sounds mad, but let's be honest. Their form's we, weird at the moment as well. We we were two 0 up against them at home, and I think a better manager would have shut shut up shop in the second half. Mm. We were one 0 up uh, away. A dodgy penalty decision changed the game. Mm. I, I I think we can beat Plymouth third time. In fairness, it reminds me of Leeds, and we all know what happened there. Exactly. Well, look. Well, if you got a poll of a hundred Derby fans. To name their preferred team for a playoff semi-final. Well, you've got Twitter, Chris. Put it up. I, I'll, I'll put it up. Put I'll, tell you, up. I'll tell you what. 
I'll be absolutely gobsmacked if there's a a walk away winner, right? Okay. A, a runaway winner because I don't think there will be. I think Barnsley are the most dangerous because they will have they won't be a wounded animal. I think when you come down, if you come third in a race as close as it is, mm. it can work one or two ways. It can either inspire you or deflate you, and that Bar- is a and Barnsley that is a, remind Barnsley remind me of us in thirteen fourteen though. Yeah. They've been there, thereabouts, been consistent, been an absolute horrible team to play against, a Sheffield Wednesday fan a few weeks ago, and I would not like to play them uh, at their ground sec- um, second. I think I think Sheffield Wednesday, whoever drops out of that top three could be a wounded animal and it could scar them going into the playoffs badly. And, I, and that's the hope I'd look for. Anyway, that's obviously weeks away yet. We, let's not count our chickens, but... It's yeah. a great, it's a, it's a great debate. So just to finish, then we've not, we, we've, we've sort of, we, 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 we've glanced past everything today, but we've had some good chat. Mm. So then tomorrow, then team prediction, we're going three five two. I am definitely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Who are you going with? Obviously, Wild Smith and Goal. Um, I think he'll stick to the three young guns. I think he'll stick to Rooney, Cashin, and and uh, Roberts. Roberts. Obviously, uh, top two. Uh, we, I take it we're sticking with McGoldrick and Collins. Yeah, you can't, you can't not. Can I, you? I think they make. I think, I think they need. I think they're starting to make a bit of a partnership now. That's what you need. If you're playing in front two. You need a partnership. You need time to gel. So we've got them up top. So it's the midfield. Then what we're saying, Christoph. Well, I think Horihan's gonna. We said. Well, I said that Horihan won't get back in the team. You how said he was done. It was done. How <laughs> wrong was I? But I'll tell you what. Do you know what happened? I heard what happened. I heard he listened to our podcast. Okay. And was banging down Paul Warren's door and said, "Have you heard those two shysters? And he's and Paul uh, Warren's gone, "Yeah, I know. They yeah. say go three five two, so I have." Um, <laughs> boss, I want to prove those two on uh, Rams right are wrong. And lo and behold, he comes in one of the best performances he's had all season. Mm. So yeah, we'll take full credit for that. Yeah. Um, oh God, who? Good question. Who will he go with? Um, I think he'll have Smith, mm. Lang. Horihan, Knight. And do you know what? I've just got a feeling it'll go with Dobbin ahead of Barkhausen. I think he'll keep White on the bench. So, yeah, I, I've, I'm going, I've got the same midfield three that started in the middle of, of yeah, Smith, Horihan and Knight again. Say, so, I think I think the balance with them is perfect of the type of players they are. The wings, Mendes Lang, definitely... And it's it's all this is always seems to be the position that left wing. No, um, I'm gonna go sibling. No, I'm not really. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think he's gonna stick with the team that he played last week with MK Dons. Yeah, Barkhausen played well. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna change it much because they didn't do much wrong. All they failed to do was find the back back of the net more than once. The the only the only rabbit out of the hat possibly might be if James Chester has managed to somehow get off the operating theatre or the, the treatment theatre and actually can play. But we, need I to, didn't, we, need, we need to hire a witch doctor, don't we? Well did he I, I didn't go to the <laughs> I didn't go to the uh, open training session. Did he train at all? I don't know. I didn't go. I, I no. I've I've got a 
life and work and all that stuff. Same, same here. I, I, was, I was recovering from five days of meatballs. Yeah. So I hadn't got a clue. Yes, so, you're in a meatball coma. That's do, you know, do you know they, one of them? Meatball sweats. <laughs> I, I, I had a meatball called a bugger, which Ooh, I found quite interesting. That but is, it's, but yeah. it's spelled differently to how you we, we spell it. But, oh, okay. uh, yeah, someone said to me, yeah, do you want a plate of buggers? And I went, oh, yeah. But, oh. Um, yeah, they were very nice. They, it's like a easiest way to describe it. It's like a, a faggot in the shape of a sausage. <laughs> oh, buggers and faggots. If you turned off this podcast now... <laughs> We'd be shut down. Yeah, yeah, we'd, we'd be we'd up again. Yeah, <laughs> DTI will be up. We'll, we'll be knocking on our front door. Oh god, what a, what a way to bring the show to an end. Oh, Bugger, boogers, faggots, and sausage. <laughs> oh my um, goodness, me. I'm sorry if anybody's offended. Get over it. I'm sorry. That's Swedish meatballs for you. Oh my um, goodness, me. But uh, but yeah, if Ches is back, that might be the. But I I've just got a feeling he's out. I've got things out now. That's a shame. So, um, we'll say. And, and score prediction, I'm going to go for ooh, Bristol Rovers. We win 1-0. We come out of it with a set-piece goal scored by Jake Rooney. And we go to Exeter. Exeter? Exeter with my, with my Devon accent. Oh, that's not bad, actually. That's not bad, is it, you see? Not oh. bad, you see? You've been watching Clarkson's Farm, haven't you? Uh, well, and, and Pirates. <laughs> Pirates. Uh, or um, I'm going <laughs> to go with another one, Nil Exeter. And I'm going to go with a Corey Smith goal. There you go. <laughs> two one nils with two irrelevant scorers. Right, I'm, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go outside the box here. Well, I'm not going outside the box, but... I just think we were that close on Friday. For those you can't see, I I can't really explain it how close we were. Very close to ripping someone's head off, and MK Dons were going to be that pe- people. But I think we've worked on shooting this week. We've worked on finishing, creating chances. I think we're going to turn them over again. I, I, do you know you get one team that you turn over twice in the season? I think Bristol are going to be that team. I'm going to go four four one. Wow. I, I'm okay. gonna go I'm gonna go Collins. I'm gonna go Collins. I'm gonna go Didzy. I'm gonna go Barkhausen and I'm gonna go Horahan. Good shout, okay. Um I, I just I just think we were that close to ripping absolutely ripping the arse off Met MK Dons last week. Um and then Exeter then. Exeter away on Tuesday. I don't know why I'm predicting it now, because we'll probably be back on Monday anyway, but whatever. Um I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick for a one nil. It's an horrible trek on a Tuesday night. I'm gonna go one nil. Um, Hayden Roberts. Well, we re- if we we'll revisit Exeter before Tuesday. If that we could have be painful. A, I tell yeah. you what, yeah, what we'll do, we'll, we'll make it a shorter show on Monday, just because obviously we're yeah. bouncing between two games, and then we'll yeah. we'll hit it again on Thursday. So sound, yeah, brilliant. Guys, that's the show. I hope you enjoyed it, Chris. Thanks for your time again this evening. Sorry, um, thank you for all of you that have listened. Um, remember to like, share, comment, all the usual. Uh, and we shall see you then on Monday, hopefully talking about a win, fingers crossed, discussing uh, potential playoffs again. 
as you as, as we come to this end of this brutal season but it's been fun but yeah anyway guys until then we shall see you next time and as always come on derby